Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Justin Stewart, one half of the Rosetti Stewart podcast. Just wanted to hop on and talk a little bit about the Steelers' big-time win over the Atlanta Falcons by a score of 19-16. And just some general thoughts before I hop off and watch some more football. The run game, I thought, was pretty solid. Uh, it's been on an upward trajectory here the past few weeks. Najee Harris looked, I thought, really good today. He didn't score a touchdown, but he was running the ball with purpose, was getting those, you know, five, six-yard uh, carries. And, you know, it, it showed in the box score when the stats were titled up. I mean, they had well over 100 yards rushing the first half. And once again, like, if the Steelers want to win these games, they need to control the ball, the time of possession as well. And running the ball will certainly do that. And that was just – I'm watching the game. The Vikings just made a clutch play on the Jets – so there's that. But just back to the Steelers. I thought the run game was really good. I mean, they mixed in Benny Snell as well. You didn't really see as much as Jalen Warren. My suspicion is that he's coming off an injury, so they probably just wanted to ease his way back in there. But I thought when Benny Snell had the chance to make some plays, I thought he did uh, pretty solid as well. So I don't want to spend too much time on the run game. It's been solid. Uh, it's been much better. I mean, this is probably the best it's looked since Le'Veon Bell's been here, and that was a very long time ago. So hats off to the run game. Uh, another strong performance, especially by Najee Harris, who seems to be back to 2021 form. I do want to move on to George Pickens. And there was a lot of talk on Twitter about his um, – not antics isn't the right word, but just his frustration and uh, – you know, listen, when you're not targeted an entire game and you know that you're the best receiver on your team, I understand that frustration. And, you know, people were trying to say, oh, well, uh, Antonio Brown, he, he was a diva. And, like, George Pickens uh, – listen, first of all, George Pickens doesn't have a long laundry list of red flag moments in his career so far. I mean, listen, he just wants to win. He wants to make plays for the team. He wants to win. Like, he's a team player. I'm not going to go as far as to say he's one of those diva receivers. I've always thought that was kind of overblown anyway, the whole notion of a diva receiver. But here's the difference between George Pickens and Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown, when he was arguably the best receiver in all of football, he was being force-fed the ball by Big Ben. So you can't tell me. And he was still complaining. I mean, this guy was getting, what, 10, 15 targets every game in his prime? Like, so, you know, George Pickens was pretty much invisible the entire game. I think he made one or two catches. That was it. I mean, him and Pickett, for as good as they've been, like as far as rap report, going back to the preseason as well in training camp, uh, today was just one of those days. It, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't meant to be. And, I, yeah, I certainly understand Pickens' frustration, but I, I honestly think we don't need to make a bigger deal of it than it already is, honestly. So those are my thoughts there. I think George Pickens is the best receiver on the Steelers, and he needs to be getting the ball, I think, the most. And that leads me to my next – top of the guess, which is Deontay Johnson. And quite frankly, I don't know about Steelers fans, but I've grown really tired of like just his inconsistency. I mean, we saw it today. He'll make a couple of nice catches and then just like drops. He should have fumbled the ball. They called it incomplete or, you know, drops, miscues, running backwards when you're catching the ball, just slot. You know, I think he's a very good route runner. Um, he can beat defenders. He's obviously really good. But he's not a number one receiver. He's probably ideally number two. And, you know, they've they paid him $18 million a year. He needs to be a lot better 
than what he is right now. And I understand you have a rookie quarterback, you know, you're transitioning quarterbacks. This is the year of transition. I'm well aware of that. But when the plays are there, you have to make them. And, you know, he's just not doing that on a consistent basis. And quite frankly, you know, I, I see people on Twitter too. It's another thing. Oh, the Steelers need to draft a wide receiver. I do agree with that. But the, you know, the other point of contention is the Steelers should have signed, need to sign a veteran receiver in the offseason. Well, you know, it's funny. They had a veteran receiver last year. He went to Kansas City and he's had a really good year. So, I mean, I don't know what you want me to say. I, I personally would have kept Juju Smith-Schuster over Deontay Johnson. Juju Smith-Schuster had a 1,400-yard season. And I know people all hear Antonio Brown was being double-teamed. I understand that. But Juju also had a solid rookie year. And in 2020, he was actually a very good receiver. I know people have to forget about that year because, oh, he was doing TikToks and Corvette, Corvette. Well, when he was actually throwing the ball, he actually caught it. And he's pretty reliable, too. And as evident in Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, him and Mahomes have had a good rapid rapport so far this year. And, you know, Juju is shown he is more than just a TikToker. You know, he actually does a lot more, contrary to all those casuals you see on Twitter. It says, oh, he's just a TikTok dancer. So, you know, there's consistency with Juju. And I can't say the same with Deontay Johnson. So it is what it is at this point. He's a good receiver, but I don't think he'll ever be elite as long as he continues to be inconsistent. Kenny Pickett. Um, Kenny Pickett, I thought the first drive of the game was really good. He was throwing a lot of dimes, throwing the ball where it needed to be. Got Pat Fryermuth involved early. Uh, Pat broke off for a 57-yard beast mode run. It was actually kind of fun to watch. But I thought Pickett, once again, I thought he showed some signs that he's potentially the guy in Pittsburgh long term. You know, it's one of those things. The first half was pretty solid. You know, 10 to 19 for like a buck 45 roughly. The second half, you know, it's just one of those things. I think the coaching staff, they just don't make good good adjustments, especially Matt Canada. Uh, the offense, I, the fact that they abandoned the run game in the second half for a couple drives, that was just a head-scratcher to me, and I, I just really don't understand that. Stick to what you're doing well. You don't go away from it. And, you know, I think too many times we saw in the Bengals game, we saw last week in Indianapolis, they have a really good first half. And then the second half, they just fall flat on both sides of the ball. I mean, defensively against the Bengals, couldn't stop Joe Burrow and uh, T. Higgins and Samaji Pirine. Like, they were just going off. And then we get to the Colts game. Matt Ryan was not very good the first half. And then the second half, it just they just looked – they couldn't cover anyone. And I thought for the most part, the defense transitioning into the defense as well at this point, I was really wasn't impressed with the performance. Today. I know they held the Falcons to only 16 points. Whoa, Mike White almost threw a pick there. I know they, they held the defense to 16 points, but I thought there was potential. If Marcus Mariota wasn't such a bad quarterback, you know, some of those plays that Drake won, those could have been more big chunk plays, and that could have really hurt the team. But, you know, I'll give them credit. Uh, they bended, but they didn't break. 16 points is still pretty good. I know people like the Columbia Falcons. They're still an NFL team. Uh, you know, they have some talent. It's they're, they're in a rebuilding phase. So the Marcus Mariota side note is not the answer. And um, honestly, I'd give Desmond Ritter some looks too, but that's just me. But just staying course, I thought the defense, you know, TJ Watt, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if you want to consider this a hot take or not, but I'm not sure if he should be playing right now. 
he just I just I'm of the belief I was I believed when he got hurt week one I said keep him out the entire year you're not winning a Super Bowl this year anyway just let him properly heal up this this notion that he you have to come back because you you I understand the competitive fire of TJ Watt I do TJ Watt is when he's healthy he's a top 10 top five player arguably I'm well aware of that but it is clear he is not healthy. I think I read on Twitter he has like three different injuries he's dealing with besides the um, the one he suffered week one. So I mean, uh, Mike White threw a pick six, and the Vikings are going to hold on to win. Interesting, but back to uh, T.J. Watt. Uh, you know he's just—I don't think he's healthy, and like you're not going anywhere this year anyway. I know they've won three in a row, but or two. Uh, yeah, has it been three in a row? I don't know. But the point is they're playing better football. And I don't know. Defensively, they're just not they're just not great defensively. And it's just one of those things that leads me to my next point. Uh, the draft. <laughs> Where do you even start? There is like so many holes on this team. Like look, cornerback, like wide receiver, offensive line still. The left side of, of, of the of the line is, you know, continues to be called for ridiculous penalties. I mean, you know, defensive lineman, cornerback, secondary, linebacker, like you can literally almost any position on defense, maybe with literally can be drafted. Like I'm not even kidding you. It is a draft need. And, you know, the Steelers have always said this. Defensively, they're top heavy. We know who their top three guys are. It's the rest of the guys that are kind of iffy. And, you know, I'll give Terrell Edmonds credit. I think he's played much better here the past few years. Um, First-round pick. Hasn't exactly lived up to the billing. But, you know, he's 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 held his own. So, you know, Devin Bush, too. Um, top 10 pick, but it is what it is. Uh, he hasn't – I think he's been much better this year, but still not making enough plays, in my opinion. We'll love, love to see a lot more from him, but, you know, you can only ask for so much. And I just want to, by wrapping up this uh, lovely bow up, I do want to wrap up, you know, Steven Sims, Deontay Johnson, you know, Kenny Pickett, I, I said he played well in the first half. The, sec- the second half was, eh. but I mean, I think, you know, overall, I think it was solid. He wasn't terrible, but, you know, it's just one of those things you have to like hold course. He's a rookie. He's going to make mistakes. He's not going to sometimes make the plays you think he should make or expect him to make, you know, give that time. I think next year we'll see a lot less mistakes by his part. So, you know, wasn't a perfect game for Pickett. I keep saying this, like, Pickett by no means is a finished product. I'm well aware of that. I don't want to be one of those guys that's like a homer. Oh, he's he can do no wrong. Every, every throw he makes is accurate. And it's everyone else's fault but him. I'm not going to be that guy. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you straight. There's definitely some throws that Pickett should have made today. But, you know, he's one of those guys I think he'll he'll get better as time goes on. And we, he's already shown that so far this year. So, you know, just my other complaint, too, is just making sure that we get Pickens involved here more often. Because I, I do believe, I think a lot of us believe that he is the best receiver right now on the team. And, you know, it's just Deontay Johnson, like, until proven otherwise, he needs to be getting less targets. Uh, sorry, that's just how it has to go right now. But overall, you know, a win's a win. The first half was pretty solid on both sides of the ball, but defensively, 
you know, still work to be done offensively as well. Just everywhere, you know, you can always get better from here. So next week, I think they play Baltimore. Lamar Jackson got hurt today. Don't know the status of his injury. But if Tyler Hundley is the backup and he's playing, you know, the Steelers are at home. It's going to be a big game regardless because it's a division foe and it's the Baltimore uh, it's the Baltimore Ravens for crying out loud. So, you know, it's going to be a very low scoring, you know, physical game. I expect nothing less because that that is with what Steelers Ravens is regardless of who's playing. So if Lamar is not playing, that gives them a greater chance to win. And that certainly, you know, helps. But, you know, it's the NFL, so you cannot look past anyone. I thought Huntley last year was solid and admirable as a backup quarterback last year. But, you know, we'll see, man. If, if they win next week, you know, we could – I don't want to start thinking playoffs. Don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but you never know, man. Just 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 take it week by week, win, win, and that's all. That's all you can ask for. So that was my Steelers recap for week 13. You know, might do this next week too. We'll see how I feel. But this is Justin Stewart signing off one half of the Rosé and Stewart podcast. Talk to you guys later. Bye.